0: Lord, I'm running, to doom do doom trying to make a hundred, cause 99 and a half won't do. Hey! Welcome, welcome back to the podcast "One Man, One Tree, in a Hill." I'm your host, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian Jared Waters, and welcome to episode 100, part two, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to everyone dropping feedback about part one, right? And this is part two. And before we start that, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is sponsored by two wonderful sponsors. Our first sponsor is by Old Hillside Bourbon Company, ladies and gentlemen. Old Hillside, Old Hillside Bourbon Company was a bourbon company created out of love for bourbon friendship and camaraderie the idea of quality time great conversation enjoying good spirits brought this team together their vision is filled by optimism integrity and a sense of responsibility to build a successful house of bourbon that people can cherish and love our story is unique and we are a collective group of individuals that have different career backgrounds and this is our strength as we are able to apply our professional experiences to provide unmatched service to our customers Ladies and gentlemen, that's Old Hillside Bourbon Company, the best bourbon this side of the Mississippi River. And our latest sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, is by M. Best Financial, a.k.a. Marcus Best Financial, mbfinancial.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Marcus Bess is from originally from Chesapeake, Virginia, with the roots of North Carolina, with over twenty plus years of education and financial wealth experience. Marcus earned his stripes in work, life, and trades with experiences of physical labor. He launched a financial career by educating his people about the power of establishing and maintaining good credit. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, definitely hit him up if you want to talk and even get your credit fixed. You want to? It might be too late to file taxes, but anything you want to have financial. Planning Markets Best is the way to go. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're back to episode 100, part two. Part one was good. Uh, sometimes it's good to listen to all these episodes. Sometimes, you know, I get real busy. And, you know, you know, comedy consumes most of my life. And, you know, meetings, packets, whatever, you know, that I work throughout the day. So, you know, it's a, it's a hustle, making sure you have the appropriate rest time. And uh, listening back to these episodes were amazing. So what we're going to do is we're going to play... Uh, these clips from fifty two ninety nine of Mixing Around. Shout out to our, our wonderful producers out there. Our producers, G double to the DIA, he makes the beats. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like the beats, make sure you follow him on Instagram. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a clip of the podcast. And then I remember
1: I had one of those disposable cameras, you know, <laughs> and I was like, hey, get a picture of you. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Took a picture and then um, never saw him again. That was it. That's how I met my husband.
0: You took a picture of him and <laughs>
1: What? Because <laughs> I'm a ninja, if you didn't know. I still had this photo of my... Not my husband, I'm talking about this guy. And I was like, hey, I have this picture of you and I think you look really nice in it. And I sent him the picture. And I think he said, um, wow, I look really good in that picture. Thank you. And then he like made it his profile picture. Oh. I was like, "Oh my God, he loves me."
2: <laughs> it was called journalism, and I was like, "I need to be a better writer." And then it was like jokes on me because it um, the per- the teacher, her name's Mrs. Jones, and so Mrs. Jones is like, "We're we're resurrecting like the Yakota news like um, uh, newspaper," and so that was the year. I'm like kind of going back a little bit, but side note, like that was a year where. We had like the dedications and the when Prashad like Dedicate. dedicated like beautiful to Miss Kin. Like I remember that like it was yesterday.
3: Really giving it into the fact that there is a God. Okay, walk us through that. I was high on cocaine. Um I was at a chick's house up in Bunn, North Carolina, and out of my mind and had a Lieutenant Dan moment. You know, looking up into the thunderstorm, so to speak. But it really wasn't a thunderstorm. It was cloudy on the bottom side. But then, like, it was clear up top of me. And I was having a moment where I was like, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to do it. Right here in this girl's driveway. It's done. Wait a minute. I'll do something real quick. Step outside the truck. And I'm like, all right, God. All right, Effer. Like, if you're real, like, show me something. Like, let's do it. Strike me down. And I saw that star shooting star. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Bro, another shooting star. Wow. Think I'm crazy. Think that's a lie. Mm-mm. Not you. I'm saying anybody. That sounds too made up. To be high on cocaine in the driveway, have, it, it's, that could be a coincidence, but you understand how the universe talks to us, right? Right. It, they, it talks to us in all kinds of different ways, and especially if you ask it to. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Right. From
4: Japan, I came here. Me and my sisters lived together. I moved out of my sisters, me and Willie. And so this is like the first time that I feel really independent. I was proud of myself at the same time. I was kind of like, wow, like 30, I didn't think I'd be a baby mama ever at any age. And just, you know, the stigma that comes with being like a single mother, Mm. I kind of all let that go. when I hit, I don't know, on my birthday, it was just kind of like, you know what, who cares?
3: Look what I've done in
4: a year. I've never, I went from Japan in
0: your life. Did you ever feel Um, not wanted a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know,
5: the whole, like, I actually lived with my, you know, birth mom and her family for the first couple months after I was born. And then obviously, you know, I'm not a white person. So it's, you know, the color of my skin got darker as the months went on. And it was a lot more obvious, you know, and I think it was kind of like, maybe she didn't want her husband to resent me in any kind of way if i was if i continued to live with them or she might leave her because of it so that was kind of like the determination of whether
6: she puts what well, keeps me or not that how much that is that as effective
2: on stage then you can see a more panned out version so you can kind of see the crowd better and he's like you didn't go in and watch it did you and i was like no you really <laughs> need to it helps keep you grounded this is a, a like industry that not everybody gets to participate in. And you get to be a part of like that magic for somebody for, you know, 60 to 90 minutes. And that's a memory and experience that's going to stick with someone. And so why not be a part of that because you helped bring them there type of deal. So that kind of changed my uh, like, yeah, view on making sure that I'm don't get jaded and go in and
0: join the her. moment.
2: Because <laughs> she was 14
1: years old. <laughs> Dave Ordauer wrote this whole article about them. Whole article. I remember that but I remember being so pissed because I was mad like you guys are so stupid you guys got caught what the heck and we <laughs> tournament we got kicked out of the tournament <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know what happened to your guys I don't know if they got kicked out or what but we got kicked out of our tournament
0: your senior year you got kicked out of the your senior year junior year oh it was a junior yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Junior. Year. Good. No, no, no. We were okay. This is my junior year and I remember I'm
6: laughing
1: too
0: hard <laughs> laughing so hard because you say you enjoy it. it's one of the best times of your life. You're probably like developing all these memories of your cousins because most of your life you've been living in Germany in Japan and stuff like that.
7: Yeah, those are the only really two places we've been. But yeah, those memories with my cousins, man. I like, like I said, I um, I think I cherished them more than they did, because that's really all I remember about them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can't tell you shit about them now. Um, I don't know okay. anything about them. I, uh, you know, when we did go back home, when I got a little bit older, when I started, when I was able to really go and buy, you know, buy weed and everything, my cousin take me to some, um, take me to a couple people go get some weed and shit. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's mm. dope. And then as I got older, we found out about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I was like, oh dang, JoJo. And he, he does the Jojo pose. He's like, oh my like, man, I didn't catch that reference. So he has a lot of anime references put <laughs> into his name. <laughs> but um I thought that was pretty cool. How did so, yeah, the change
0: your life? Like, what was that like? What was that like oh. when you see him come out? What was walk us through that?
3: Oh I uh dude, I I I cried. I I was so excited. We're in we're in Idaho, uh Yeah, you know, my mom um, It's crazy. My mom did this two times, twice. Uh, So she came out uh, both times when the boys were were born, but like within a minute or two of them being born, she sent us a text and asked if he came. Mm. I kid you not, yeah. And
0: This old man said at this funeral, he goes, he goes, your family knows who you are, but your friends know who you is. Right. That's that deep Southern stuff right there. That's true. And that makes a good point because your friends can probably give you a clear, Exact. Like this is who Ali is. Mm -hmm. Everything else, and your mom's like, "What?" But I'm pretty sure in the back of her mind, she knows you're like that. She just doesn't want confirmation that you are like that.
5: That's that's what my friends tell me. Um, I, I don't know. All I know is I never told about no boyfriend. I never told about no first kiss. Nothing. She don't know nothing about me going to Barnes and Noble. She don't. As far as I can tell.
0: So, old boy, was your first kiss? Or was it Johnny Appleseed?
5: No. It was who the hell? Maybe I was. We don't like gotta go back that
0: far. Yeah. No, I was like 12. she said, twelve. We're
1: outgoing, has lots of parties. You know, uh, really, just really social. Really would give you the shirt off her back. Like no, you know, it's never any issue. She, me, and Jeff, and my dad all went there. Not this past Christmas, but the one before that. And stayed there. My dad was there for, I think, two weeks. And Jeff and I were there for a week and a half, maybe. And, like, she just cooked every meal for us from scratch. No questions asked. She's just, like, the kindest woman ever. And my uncle is the same. Like, they're very open and welcoming and will do anything to, like, make anybody happy. Um, My uncle, they're my... My mom and my aunt's
4: oldest. Pay brother. attention or doesn't remember something, it triggers. Like, it, I get very, like, okay, fine. And then stop talking. And I'll, I'll notice, like, my automatic reaction should shut down and to just pull back.
0: What and is it, younger man or older man?
4: Older. He's the same, well, same age as me 30. 30. He went through. Similar things were very much the same about how we deal with our emotions, which is a good thing and a bad thing because he understands that feeling of like shame and beating yourself up and and putting everything is self just like self blame. But at the same time, he's very good at uplifting me, and, and that's something new. I've never had a man even talk to me the way that he talks to me, or some of the things that he says, or a man to tell me that i'm powerful is like so taboo and um and to constantly just point that out without any like me trying to be like hey do i can i do i can i do this this is not good or any valid
0: or really just they just make everything up
6: mm-hmm.
0: you know something come over and they over take over and they Caribbean the countries still have the queen on their money like for what
6: Oh my
1: god, that's
0: crazy. Yeah, my show is more into, my show is uh for like my show is more for like families. <laughs> Cuz everyone that come is like a family person. Someone's like a single man or we're getting like random couples are in the park. But this one is just like young people trying to have a good time, uh entrepreneurs and stuff like that. So I do really well. You know, I want to do well in front of this comedian. And then as I do that, uh I get the news that my grandfather passed away, right? And uh, I'm not, I'm not heartbroken and sad. You know, what I mean, I'm you know, I'm checking in on my mother. I'm checking in on my cousins and stuff like that. And my uncles, they're very sad. But it was kind of, because he dealt with COVID. So my grandfather caught COVID, uh, and he avoided all of the, you know, the stuff. You know, he's a bishop, so he, he's interacting with people. He wears his mask. He caught COVID, but he's in his eighties. You know, when you're in your eighties. You know, it's that that type of virus, you know, it it affects the older, the the elder people. And he gets sick, and he does better, and then the nurse asks him, like, do you want anything? And this is him coming out of his, like, conscious state, and he goes, I want to plant seeds. I just want to get outside and plant seeds. And some people say seeds are like a symbolism of, like, planting new plants, you know what I mean? Of the seeds that you planted throughout your life, and uh, then he goes to a ventilator, And our cousins, we get on a Zoom call, and, you know, everybody's effed up. My mom's praying, but my mom, you can tell she's sad. And because of my grandfather, he was, him and and my grandmother, they adopted a lot of kids, like tons of kids. So they gave kids a place to stay that didn't have, like, any place to stay. They had, like, pretty much a foster care home. So he has kids, and then he has, like, more kids spread out. So my cousins and cousins, you know, these are these are cousins that, you know, are leaving from, you know, different households and stuff like that. And My uncles are from like different households, so they they need their that's their world. And I get it. But sometimes I think as as a man, I'm I'm looking at him. I was like, "Man, when well, you know you're going to heaven, dog, nothing is this world is beneath you. You know, you served, you did, you gave your life to servitude and everything else." And I was like, "Man, you you're great, you know? So I prepared myself for it. A little sad, like, being on the train and stuff like that. But I was like, well, I got to finish the show. Actually, I did the show before. I got the news before the comedy show. And I was like, "F it, I'm about to get up and do stand-up. Because, freak, what am I going to do? I can't stay home. Oh, I'm going to stay home and be sad? Like, who wants to hear that? You know, I, his job on earth was to preach the gospel. My job is to make people laugh. So the lady who threw the chair at me, what made her throw the chair Well, she's upset You know, comedians are trying to tell her to be quiet, so I so Alex goes, yo, just let Jared handle it, let Jared handle it, and he knows what he's doing. Clearly, I've been in worse situations than this. I'm not scared of an old woman in pajamas trying to hurt me because she's never going to do that. So she goes, I'm going to sit on the show. I sit down because I'm not black. I said, what would you say to me? She goes, every night I cannot go to sleep because you are here every night making noise i was like girl i just this is the first time i was here and then here comes comedians trying to add on but i got it i don't need any assist you know so i i try to go to sleep but i can't cause of you cause you are up every night making me not sleep so i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna sit there f you f you so <laughs> i'm like all right so now i got it inside the show so now it's like that so it's, it's not gonna be a battle i have the microphone so i have control and she goes, "You called me Blake, and I'm not Blake. I'm white." I said, "No, you are black." So now I know the game is what's upsetting you is you're black. I am not black. I'm white. I said, "No, you are blackity black. You are black. Look at me, Kunta Kinte. You are black. I am not black. I am white." I said, "No, you are black." So she, she takes a chair and throws it. But if you're gonna throw a chair, you would get close to me. You throwing a chair from my, Yes, you. Oh, you can't throw a chair that far. So I was like, oh, all right, with those ugly shoes. And I was like, you should try to throwing the black chair. So she goes against the black chair and tries to throw it at me. But Alex and everyone steps in. And that's pretty much it, you know. She was like, clearly she's deranged, she's drunk. It's, it's not a big deal. For other people, it seems like a big deal because some comics would freak out on stage. But the worst thing, the best thing to do is to keep your composure. You keep your composure, they're going to start realizing, like, I'm the deranged one. No, I seem crazy. But, uh, you know, it's just an average day in stand-up comedy, folks. It's not that big of a deal. But it was a good lesson for those young comedians. Sometimes you don't know. I was
5: trying so hard to replace that love that my mom had for me that I was looking at it through for guys and through sex. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't unsafe about it. I just didn't need to be going, throwing around my coochie kingdom like that. Let's just put it that <laughs> way, like...
0: So you boom, be doing that. You were boomeranging your platypus. I was
5: boomeranging my. When, yes, whenever I felt the slightest sense of, okay, this is really hard. Like, I'm really emotional. Like, whatever pain I felt, whatever I did not want to deal with, I either numbed it with sex or I numbed it with food. You know, like at this you point, ever,
0: did the guy ever felt, did you ever feel like you were just using men? Did they ever pick up on that? Or you were just, they didn't know you. Were no, yet?
5: they never did. I always thought it was the other way around. But now that you mentioned it, it was definitely the other way it was, it was definitely me. Geez,
0: yeah, it was you. Do you find it, do you ever think that your mother, she knew her day? That's why she's making so many memories with you.
5: probably um i think my mother my mother knew how blessed she was to have a healthy child at 45 Mm
4: -hmm.
5: and to still be alive after her stint with breast cancer and so and i think i knew subconsciously too that i could be in my 20s and in my 30s and my mom not be here. Because I I mean, at this point, you know I'm doing the calculations. I'm like, man, my mom's gonna be in her 70s. She'd be in her 70s by the time I'm in my 20s, which means she might not be there for a wedding. She might not be there for her grandkids. Like I kind of already knew this as well, but I think my mom, especially after she had the breast cancer, really started to make sure that she was capturing whatever moment that she
0: could. So she really had a new lease on life, pretty much
5: she did she whatever trip we could take we would so for some holidays we'd go to guam or i think we went to china one year we went to singapore one year so my mom was just all right let's go let's do it let's go have some fun
0: we want to say congratulations to the president elect mr joe biden junior ladies and gentlemen and vice president or madam vice president kamala harris ladies and gentlemen that is the news that's happening in the world. Uh, it's over. It's over. Uh, Joe Biden won by I think two hundred and ninety, two hundred ninety electoral. He won two hundred ninety, and he got the popular vote. So uh, it's it's done, and it really took everything to beat Donald Trump. I really didn't think that. I didn't think Joe Biden had it in him, but I think people were just ready to get the president out of the White House. And I live in Harlem. I live in New York, so it was wild. So what happened was Saturday night. And we're going to fill you in what's happening with the podcast. Saturday, I think it was Saturday, Saturday, no, Sunday, Sunday, I think it was Sunday, no, Saturday, where was I, Saturday, when did Joe Biden get, wait, Saturday, it was Saturday because I was leaving for a show and I heard all these pots and pans banging and I was like, F, all right, the nurses are coming home, this is kind of early for the nurses to get off work and actually, you know what, I walked throughout the west side of Harlem and next, you know, I see everybody popping bottles. I'm like, what the freak is going on? They're like, President Trump is gone. Trump is gone. And everybody's just yelling out, you about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. And people start popping champagne, shaking it like a little Wayne video. Appreciate You're 32. It. Yeah, bro. Sometimes I keep forgetting that. Yeah, man. Old as hell. I feel it too. Um, I think you feel it because you've lived a life that a lot of people have not experienced. That is true. Correct? That is true. What's your earliest remembrance of Atlanta? Two-parent household? What type of household was it growing up?
7: To be honest with you, it wasn't a two-parent household. It was um, my grandmother.
0: Where were your parents at? Didn't know. Really? Yeah.
7: Growing up, I didn't, at the time, I didn't know where they were. And um, then, you know, I saw my father, and he would come pick me up late at night at like one in the morning, just mm-hmm. drive me around and drop me back off at like four. And then I don't see him again for another couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. that's what it was for me.
0: Um, Where was mom at during this time?
7: Uh, Valdosta, Georgia.
0: Were they just split or?
7: No, my mom and dad were never actually together. It was like, I'm a February baby. So, you know, like it's that link up. Hey, look, boom, 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 you know right. what I'm saying? Smash, dash, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> That's where it feels like, you know. What I'm saying? Right, like, right, right, I, I right, right. I'm gonna tell you something, funny, My dad, my dad hit me up. Well, I was riding in the car with my dad, the truck, actually, and uh, it was it was years ago, years ago. I think before I joined the military, and he was just like, he looked at me and put a smile on his face, and then he was just like, you know what, son? I'm glad you I'm glad you made it out. I said, what you mean? He said, because when I had your mom pregnant, I had about five other chicks pregnant at the same oh time. my God. <laughs> 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 so I was like, oh, thanks, Dad. You know what I'm saying? He like, said five chicks <laughs> at the same time.
0: What would you say, if you could do it all over again, what would you say something that you could have gave her that you didn't give her? One more time. What about your time was limited with her?
7: Um, honestly, spent more time with my friends and um, more more time and more affection. Mm. And that's the thing like I didn't see it when I was younger. thought everything was cool. but if I can go back in time, I'll give her that.
0: Do you think you met her too soon in life? Do you think you should have met her now at 31, 32? Cause you would know what to do with it.
7: Honestly, no, no. You meet everybody at a certain time. Correct For a no reason. So I met her, boom, what's done is done. You know, like it's done. You get what I'm saying? Like, I can still speak to her, but...
0: When's the last time you've spoken to her? On My birthday. She called you? Text me. What did she say?
7: Just happy birthday.
0: What did that feel like? Nothing. How can it feel like nothing when you say you still miss her?
7: I said I still love her.
0: You I don't miss I her, see. but you love her. Correct. Cause she's probably the only girl that yeah survived me down
7: yeah that survived survived this yeah.
0: You weren't the easiest person in a relationship. Oh, trust me, I know. I was there, yeah. Uh,
7: trust me, I know. And she, she stayed around that long, and then, like I tell other people, I'm just like, I'm surprised that she even stayed that long. You know, so I can't even really be upset that she left.
0: <clears throat> so they break into the building. A uh, uh, U.S. Capitol, rest in peace him, uh, a police officer from the Capitol, he lost his life. Then his buddy recently committed suicide because of that, and four people, five people, six, a total of six people died in this thing. So what Uh, Mark Zuckerberg thought it would be a good idea to ban Donald Trump, and they banned Donald Trump off all social media. And I feel like that's the worst thing you can do is because now – he has 75 million people in the palm of his hand, right? And I'm pretty sure at the end when he's done, he just, you know, he wants to, I don't know him personally, but uh, <laughs> they locked. Him. turns out the only thing you had to do was to, to keep the president quiet was take his Twitter account. That's the funniest thing I ever heard. Is mm-hmm. your sister in New York or is your sister in LA as well? She's in New York. Do you guys like him first? Or like what's it like in New York, everything else? Like what's oh, like yeah. theater and movies and stuff like that. Have you guys ever worked together?
6: Um, we have yet to work together. Um, she started, she started making films and creating her own content around the same time I was. Um, and now we're kind of like, you know, I just made a movie. She's made a couple of short films and is pitching pilots. She was part of a Sundance, like screenwriting program. Um, she's, and so, yeah, when when we talk oftentimes I have to I have to remind i have, we have to say sometimes let's let's not talk about business because it can very easily get into just talking about well what are you doing? what am I doing you know what's going on with that where to remember that you know you're also siblings and family family and outside of the you know what's going on with your project, you know how are you as a person um, but it is she she's been the person from Ever since I was a kid, that was pushing me out. I wouldn't be who I am as an artist today without my sister, or just like, quite honestly, the women in my life, you know, that um, supported that and fostered that.
0: I have noticed that's a theme with you that the mm-hmm. women in your life have been like the pillars, mm-hmm. pillars for you. Or well, it's not yeah. you looking over them, but it's them making sure that you're strong to hold up your weight of the fence and stuff like that.
6: Yeah. It used to be. All you had to be was a comedian or an actor, and now it's like you got to do it all.
0: So to... let's let's say this. Let's say someone's new, someone's nineteen years old, they're moving to LA. What would be the advice you would give them?
6: Oh man, um, I would say uh, find your community.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: You know, in comedy, I feel like that's something that's a little easier to do. You can go to open mics, start meeting people. Um, So for actors, it's take classes, Um, go see other people's work. Like the idea of networking when I was in college was this thing that was pitched to me. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds like so, you know, like, oh, let's collab, you know, like all that kind of like, here's my business card. But to me, the true essence of networking and collaboration is like really supporting other people, sharing other people's work going to other people's shows you know there's not some imaginary fan base that's just going to appear you know that by supporting other people and not saying like i'm coming to see your show so you'll come see mine i'm coming to see your show because i love your work you know what i mean period and then maybe you have drinks afterwards and you talk about like hey we should why don't we do a set together what you ever thought about this who knows but like i think my advice is be find that community and genuinely connect and support other people's work because the only way we can get anywhere is by supporting each other, you know?
0: Dude, it's so, and being a nice person. Some people don't understand. Yeah. Approachable and being so nice is half the battle. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that was uh, that was a, uh, I didn't notice we didn't have as many guests. We actually had a lot of guests on the podcast. And after we finished some of these episodes, a lot of people were writing me goes, nope, don't release it. <laughs> But uh, it was dope, man. Remember, uh, Shauna Vertarbo. Oh, actually, Shauna Griff, ladies and gentlemen. She's definitely married. That was so amazing how she met her husband through a picture and how she she came up. It's so crazy how, like, we're all connected. Well, if you listen to this podcast, you're connected to me and we're all connected to each other. And seeing her as a wonderful mom, seeing her as, you know, embracing who she is. And as a yoga instructor and like understanding the body and how to heal herself. And the best stuff is like what we didn't talk about on the podcast about like when she had her baby and what that was like. So, yo, shout out to to, to Shauna for being on the podcast. And the crazy thing is when we, I remember when I hit her up, she didn't think she could talk about anything. So I remember her husband was listening and we did about two hours. We did about two hours. And uh, yeah, man, I'm trying to get everybody. A lot of people don't think they can talk until they realize when you're talking about yourself. And you, when you're making a, a time capsule for somebody else, it's easier to talk, you know. And then we fade into to Jenny, Jenny Van. Yo, man, the that how, how Jenny got on the podcast. Was um, uh, just just randomly, you know, I was on Instagram, and I saw, I was like, oh freak, I saw she liked something. I was like, oh freak, there goes Jenny. Shout out to Jenny. And then, and then just the the, the way everything lined up, I hit her up. I asked her. She said yes, and. I'm glad she listened to some previous episodes, right? And after she listened to previous, episodes, she joined. And for me, it felt like it's it's uh, it's 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 like a parallel universe, right? Like like hearing her life story, and like sometimes you're so close to so many people, right? Like close in proximity, but sometimes you don't go through the layers because you know you you know everyone's focused on themselves. But, like, it's crazy how, like, throughout her life she was going through that. And I, me and the same high school didn't even think about that, right? But the only thing we did remember and we do share were good times, like, great memories. Her story about the school newsletter, man, that was the funniest paper I ever seen. I have so many memories of people dedicating songs. I forgot someone dedicated the song Iman F.U. to a girl cheated on her And Prashad, shout out to PC. I definitely got to get him on the podcast. But shout out to Jenny, man, that was a wonderful pug And then I met her boyfriend. Everything is via Zoom. It's so cool doing things through Zoom. He looks like Mario a little bit, like his thick, thick mustache, and she seems happy. And once, she, you know, when you, it's like when you see and say, why the freak am I starting? What the freak am I? It's like this. Let me slow down. It's like going into an alternate universe, right, and realizing that everything's good on the other side, Really like, dang, I had a friend. Who's always been a nice friend and we reconnect and she's still doing good, man. And she's just as good as as good as we left off. So that was an amazing. I enjoyed that podcast so much. We recorded it. I think we did about three hours. We did about three hours when we did the Park podcast with her. She had a little little dribblets, uh little driblets, And she had this giant dog. I remember this giant dog, but a beautiful home. Beautiful home that I seen. But that was my homie, Jenny, man. Shout out to you, Jenny. Thank you for doing the podcast. We really appreciate it. You made these first 100 episodes wonderful and got the ball moving. And then, man, freaking the average Joey, man. Joey Leonard. Let me tell you something. I met Joey maybe, not even, not even like four, seven months ago. My my boy Cam Bertrand, a.k.a. Cam, Cam the Comic, me and him started together in... Tampa. I started a little earlier than him because I was coming from college out of North Carolina, but I gained my comedic chops with him. He was the classic comic that I was in. He goes, Hey, I'm coming to Connecticut. Let's, uh, I got a show. You want to be on the show? I was like, F, yeah, I'll go, you know, I'll cancel the show, you know, hang out with my boy. And he was supposed to get to Connecticut. I don't know how he's supposed to get to Connecticut, but he didn't get there. So I was playing. I was like, I don't like driving after work. And I was like, F it, I'll just, I'll just catch a ride with one of my coworkers. She lives in Connecticut. And next you know, he goes, hey, family, my my flight got delayed, everything else. I'm going straight to New York, LaGuardia. You think we could drive? I was like, yeah, F it, we can just drive. And I was like, look, I'll just get in my car and we'll just drive. I was like, just stop at my house. My old lady's there. She'll open the door for you, everything else. So we get there to Connecticut, and he tells me about the guy. He goes, the guy I'm over is Joey. He's cool, mad cool. We get in there. There's a guy with a mullet's in there. And, and he goes, he goes, hey, hey, you boys want to drink? You boys want to, hey, you boys want to drink? And I was like, Nah, I don't even drink. And Cam goes, I, I'm sober too. He goes, Oh, freaking dang, man, we're, we're a little. Well, shoot, maybe I should do my comedy sober, man. And this guy don't even curse. And I was like, You can still do you, man, do you. So Cam goes up, he closes the show. Uh, Joey does, Joey does, uh, he features, and uh, I got up that did like twenty minutes at the top and then Cam leaves cuz he has to go back he has to go back and it's Joey goes hey man if you want to do it tomorrow dude we could we could split the time tomorrow man we can do just two man show i was like f yeah i'll come we'll do freaking let's do it and i was like, you know what let's record a podcast tonight tomorrow after after uh he goes i'll take you i was like "I'll look i'll wake up and take you to the airport he goes yeah I was like, i'll take you to the airport and like, let's record record a podcast He's, All right, cool. So, record a podcast. I'm not gonna lie, I dozed off for like two minutes during this podcast. Not because of the story, because I was, you know, mad tired. But, uh, I was. he's like, dude, you freaking falling asleep. I was like, my, my bad, He goes, and then we got into like deep stuff. I, was, I had that little three second nap and I was up, and then his life was amazing. So, let me tell you how blessed he was. He called me two weeks, three weeks ago, because my friend Shadi, before, I, before my wedding, Shadi just, uh, Shadi Diaz, I'm gonna get her on the podcast. She, um, she got her HBO show, right? She got her HBO uh, debut on HBO, and I just made a post about him. He goes, "Dude, man, the way you celebrate friends, man, I know it ain't about you, dog, but you know you're just a good person, man. And I got some good news. And he just got, he's got this new tour going on. He just opened up his own shop. He has a mullet game shop, and it was just sometimes God could use like a vessel that just brought him up, and now he's one of the dope, just a dope dude, man." Getting funnier day by day, so that was the the average Joey, ladies and gentlemen, not the average Joe, the average Joey. And next one was my homie Ellen Ravenel, dude. I was so happy doing this podcast, her. she did not. I don't think she liked the podcast because she kept saying like, "There's too many distractions, and everything else." But uh, her like her baby, her <laughs> I guess uh, dad dad was uh picking up her daughter, and the baby was like every time she was talking, the baby, mom, what are we doing today? <laughs> And I feel like these moments, like I want to add, I wanted to add the edits, take the edits out of like her and her daughter talking. So these moments right now, you can't, you can't get back at your daughter talking to you like that because when she gets older, she's going to be a completely different person. This is where her her young innocence is there. and She just wants to be around her mom. But I was so amazed seeing her at 30, having a new lease on life, freaking for the first time in a long time. She's living by herself, learning how to live by herself, learning how to, except peace of mind, dude. That was it, was just dope talking to a friend, man. And it's just like I, lo- I love all these people, man. It feel like after I do a podcast with them, you just love them anymore. So, shout out to Ellen Ravenel, man. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. One man with Trina Hill makes you get them, them photos if you're in the great MIA. And we transition to AD, aka Adrian Southwell. She's our official. official. Oh, freak! I, I just got reminded that one of my friends, Flow My Chain. And her name was Maggie Lally, and she goes, where did you get this chain from? I was like, my friend makes them, she beats. She makes them original from Hawaii. She goes, oh, my God, can can I send her? I want jewelry. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll send her. I got, definitely got to send her stuff. But A.D. by the sea. Uh, we met in Tokyo a long time ago, man. And uh, I'm glad that me and her are still friends. Still friends. We might not, we talk every now and then. You know, Sometimes I get super busy and I feel super bad if she texts me. I don't text back, but I, I see it, you know? Uh, we go back. I was her first official uh, boyfriend, you know. She never dated a black dude before. I think I say first black boyfriend. She never dated a black man before, and then she got the worst of the south. <laughs> Sometimes, like, what well, what happened was when we cut off the, like, when we cut off the podcast and we start talking really stuff, like, to remind me of stuff I forgot about. And like memories activate memories because she was from ASIJ, I was from Yokota. It was a completely different stuff. She's like, I remember you're the first girl, I, I, I'm the first boyfriend I had. I was excited to see you, and then you had come to the school and you're wrapped up around another girl. I'm like, no, who raised you? But now we can look back on it and laugh. Now, now she's she's happily married, and and uh, we debate everything. Like I remember we would just always question everything else. Like. uh, It's not like like flames, like flames a little bit, how like people flame inside your life and they heat up when you're around each other. And I mean, it's like that. It's just like every time I'm always inspired by what she says when she's all like, you should do this, you should do this. I'm like, all right, cool. Thank you for the inspiration. So shout out to her. She's in Hawaii right now. If you're in Hawaii and and need them chains, hit her up. She has definitely amazing jewelry and she's such a sweet person, such a sweet person. And it's hard growing up black and white, and living in Japan. Because you just all lost. <laughs> you all lost. But uh, shout out to her getting on the podcast. I want to get back up there again. So our goal is. But she has a dope podcast. I don't know if they still do it though. I haven't I haven't seen any new episodes. And uh, my dog Joe Stroud. Joe Stroud was always like. Just like the big homie. He was the first person I knew that could be 5'8". And kick some asteroid. Joe Stroud was the first dude I ever seen. To cleat somebody at that size. And I remember those videos. I don't know if he still posted it, but I remember him, his video highlighting real life, being there, being in the stands, going, bow! And I remember him coming back with his broke shoulder and him telling me about college. Because I was, like, very weary about college. I was, like, a freshman still asking, like, what's college? Is it hard? You know, is it really hard to get your college degree? And he goes, honestly, it's just like high school. I'm like, what? How is it like high school? And I remember he would come and tell us about everything else. And now it's just dope seeing him in that phase of life being a dad and... That's so crazy how the thing you wanted the most got taken away from him because of an injury, but it took that injury for him to find the love of his life and make his beautiful kids. Man, that's come on now. That's that's that's, that's, that's that southern playlist Cadillac Funky music, and the next people on our guest Ali and Zoe. So these they're like Bethel and Ethel or Bethel and Hyde or whatever. These are like they're literally best friends. So I did one podcast for one week, and the other one the other week, and they all told each other the questions. And I told them, like, you every it's a different conversation. But Alia from Trinidad, she and Zoe are for the first time ever their husbands are meeting. They're like it's like adult play dates because they don't have, I guess, I can't say I guess. This is from what I said. And sometimes when you work with people, you don't you want make you want your spouse to love them the way you love them at work because you spend so much time with them. So they're meeting for the first time. All their spouses are going. And so I told her to text me and let me know how it goes, you know. And <laughs> Zoe, I didn't know Zoe. I was, I was effing her the other day that she is a big t- Friends trivia. And I don't know anything about the show Friends because I had life. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I did some Friends trivia. And she was getting wrong. And she was, like, so upset about getting it wrong. i like, I only got three, three of them wrong. I was like, freak, I don't watch Friends. I don't know the answers. A shout-out to Alia and Zoe. Uh she made me feel seen, and, and, uh, who else, oh, yeah, so Tara, Tara, I used to work with Tara, she's from Ireland, and, yeah, the whole podcast, she kept asking me a whole bunch of questions, I was like, it's about you, it ain't about me, the whole time, it's like, you know, you're trying to, like, you have an agenda, and someone's just going against the agenda the whole time, and I'm just like, just stay on topic, but we were, like, we finally wrapped it together, and got, a, got to a, uh a, uh, a solid place uh, the next one is a Laura bellinger or Laura bellinger was probably our most uh people were like saying like all these wonderful things about how her being open about her weight loss opening up being about um losing her parents dude I never knew like I, I I met her dad before but I guess I never knew her mom was sick you never know that type of stuff like I said sometimes as as people we all and I'm pretty sure no one knows anything about me until like you open up you know and I think that's the reason why these Pixar movies are so good. Like Generation Z kids are the therapy that we needed. You know? Like when I was growing up, it was like taboo to get therapy a little bit. You know, like they're slowly introducing therapy, like the Sopranos and stuff like that. But now as adults, we understand what's wrong with us. And the next generation is understanding what's wrong, and they're fixing it earlier. You know, and talking to stuff. Uh, like fixing ourselves earlier. Sometimes it takes a while, but like, I don't know why, I, I do know I, I'm spinning around this tangent, but hearing Laura's story and seeing how at peace she is now and how much she's learned, like, taking care of your p- parent, that has the problem. You know, watching your parent, like, slowly like not be the parent that you know, meal prepping and everything else. Like, this is the first time in a long time she don't got to take care of no man no more. She's just getting her, her, man, getting her legs run down by her booski. Uh... But yeah, shout out to Laura Bellinger, man. Uh, I love you so much. I love everybody so much. But yeah, definitely for our, the way she opened up so much, man, people are just writing me like, oh my God, she's so open, she's so honest. And I was like, yeah, that's the whole point. The, the more open and honest you are, the better you are on the podcast. The The, the part that people laugh at the most is when we say Boomerang in that platypus. <laughs> I wish everyone could meet my one of our producers, Garrett McCall, because he has a laugh like this. <laughs> <laughs> When Garrett laughs, he just, I almost choke myself. So Garrett laughed and I was like, Garrett, loop it and put it in put it in put it in a beat. So at the end we're gonna play that beat that we play that beat that we created. These are our last guests, man. Paris Mac. Uh, me and Paris are extremely like I, I love that dude like a brother, man. Uh, and I mean this in respectful way. He reminds me so much uh, of like Shamar a little bit, you know. But Mac, uh, he just called me the other day. I called him back, but he didn't answer his phone. But uh, seeing a man defeated, but seeing a man rise up is amazing. Like with my dog, Sham, I never seen his rise again. I seen him go up, I seen him come down. As he was about to get up, his life was cut short of him. But seeing Paris Mac, I got videos of him singing blessed by Fred Hampton, I, was, I never thought I'd see the day of seeing him back in a church. I have him being at peace with life, him, you know, severe PTSD, severe PTSD. And everyone wrote me like, oh my God, this is like the saddest podcast ever. Like I felt so bad, but I was like, that's how open he is. Sometimes when, you, when you've been hit or been inside the tornado and you've been inside, you can verbally give someone an assessment an account of what exactly you went through so you won't go inside the tornado. And it was just like sometimes we had to stop because like he had to take his medicine or sometimes we had to stop because, you know, different breaks and stuff like that and not trigger anything. And the crazy thing is, like after we finished, he goes, dude, we were just getting started. I was like, Yeah, he goes, and hey, we didn't even get into the bombing and everything else. So when I get up with Paris Mac, we're gonna definitely just hit the record button again. Save it, you know. I don't know if he – I don't think he has any kids. He think he does. But I don't think he has any kids. That's Paris Mack. And our last one is my dog, Scott Monaghan, a.k.a. Scotty Too Hotty, a.k.a. The Anchorage. Dude, I didn't I, – sometimes I guess – not I got to stop saying I guess. I freaking hate that word, I guess. But uh. it's so amazing how people are so connected to you and you don't even know. Me and Scott pretty much grew up the same way. He's a white boy from North Carolina. I grew up in the south of North Carolina – uh, we're in the same parallel universe. Uh, he's more into um, improv and acting, and I'm more into pure stand-up. But, like, the connection was there. We haven't spoken to each other in maybe, like, eight years. And people were, like, writing us saying like, it felt like talking to a friend. And sometimes when you know who you are, the conversations are better because you can look back on your life and realize, like, oh, wow, this is a blimp inside my career. Like, Scott was so honest, man. Such a good, good son to his mother. Uh, I definitely gotta hit him up and see if him and his pops uh, uh chopped it up because that's a lot of emails are asking us about what Scott like, what his pops, and uh, everybody wrote. It. Everyone loved. Like all these interviews are like really good. <laughs> I'm not tooting my own horn, but like the people's stories are amazing. So uh, my wish list for 100 to 200. My goal is to get everyone I went to school with, you know, I feel like I have a connection with everybody. No matter if I don't know you for a little bit, everyone has a right to tell their story. Uh, my goal is to get more diversity up there, more diversity. My goal is to just, I think we're just trying to get as more new people. Sometimes we had a lot of people on the podcast, but a lot of people, when that episode was about to drop, they just freaking stopped. And I'm like, F, eh, like I need this, you know. But it was a blessing inside because it got me better of just, Speaking by myself and learning how to take a topic and expand on it and stuff like that, not to ramble so much. Uh, my goal is to go to Kansas, and uh, I got to have a sit down with uh, that doy Joe Sappho. Let me tell you something about Joe Sappho, because I talk about him all the time, because he's supposed to be at my wedding but the freaking pandemic. Joe Sappho is the first man I've seen that ever shaved his butthole, right? I mean, shaved his butt, right? Let me, I'll edit it. Shaved his butt. And then randomly just pulls out his butt cheeks and just goes, Look how smooth it is. And we're like, Whoa, everybody's like, Whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, I need to get my boy Andre up there. Andre has an amazing story about when I tell you the spice on that one, uh, my dog Mark is best. So I got a lot of people coming on the podcast, a lot of people doing it. I'm trying to interview uh, elder people, people who are, you know, in their 80s and 90s. I want them to have that last lap around the sun. Not saying they're going to die, but I know it's like time is after knowing this pandemic, anything can happen. So if you could take two hours with me and just talk about what you've seen in your life, I want your thoughts and ideas. Like, um, I'm going to get out of this with my aunt. Her name is my aunt. Dee's my dad's uh, my dad's baby sister. Uh, we talked about everything. A lot of the times I recorded her when she was talking to me, and I was so mad that I didn't take the time to take this this equipment down to D.C., as she was battling cancer in her good days and just talked to her for an hour and a half and listen back to that thing over and over again. You know, but I, I when I, I say this because I don't... I don't... I don't grieve anymore. I celebrate the loss. I celebrate the people that we lost inside my life and our time, stuff like that. So when I talk about people who passed away, I don't... I do it in a sad thing. I just... I celebrate their... Their lives, you know? But uh listen, this is the podcast, One Man, One Tree, and Hill. We did episodes 100. No one would thought we'd get 100. Uh, I did another podcast. We only got to 10 episodes. And when I, people ask me, is that on hiatus? It's completely done. So this is the podcast, One Man, One Tree, and Hill. Uh, I want to email, write these emails. We have 70 emails asking us when are we going to review One Tree Hill episodes. This dude, Jack, uh, <laughs> Jack88, Jack says, I came here for One Tree episodes, and I came into a therapy session Please get back to the the TV show reviews. I promise, dog, I'm gonna do it. I'm a very busy person, but I'm gonna sit down. I got the Hulu free Hulu password. We're about to get through it. That's what we're gonna do. All right. Thank you for tuning in for 100 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Jared Waters. Uh, follow us on Instagram. You got any questions? You have anybody that you think would be great on the podcast? Hit us up. We got nothing but time, space, and opportunity. Have a wonderful day. To that man G-double-O To the D-I-E, aka Roland Doja I'm freaking my. Oh, we gotta get my homie Jessica Lopez up here Ooh, that'll be a good one Aw oh, I'm gonna just start Hitting people up Alright, peace And blessings everybody Have a wonderful night Day and morning What you you Listening to this Alright, ATL. Hey, you're live on the podcast One man, one tree in a hill Say what up to the people This is when I see Black excellence Alright, beautiful people Welcome back to the podcast It's Dave Chappelle Michael Change. Darn my Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you the GOAT, man. You're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right
6: now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for two months. And, and I said, uh-uh,
0: and I said, uh-uh, i am be the next Jamar Neighbors. <laughs> she was
1: a I know
0: that's right <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen Thank you for listening to the podcast My name is Jerry Waters And I'll catch you next time Like, subscribe, rate the podcast Have a wonderful night, wonderful day Whatever you're listening to I'll see you soon